Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. God is good. Okay, we're like 10 now. God is good. 12. God is good. 24. I'll take it. Amen. Good morning. Good afternoon, Gap Church. Good afternoon, Gap Church. How are we doing this beautiful half afternoon? How are we doing this beautiful day? All right. Uh, my name is Lola Day, and I'm privileged to give the word um, this afternoon, and I'm so excited um, for what God is going to speak through us this beautiful day. Um, first of all, if you were at the Gap Social last week, Sunday, let me hear screams. Oh, wow. So a lot of us were there. I think some people just, they were there because I heard this comes from there. But thank you so much for everyone who came out, who helped. The food was good. The chicken was good. Um, the community, the evangelism, everything turned out super, super, super. Thank you so much. You're the best. Um, and so we thank God for that. So this beautiful day, um, we're starting a new series. Let me hear some excitement. I'm, whenever we're starting something new, I'm so excited because it's an avenue to learn something new. Um, and we've come from the Holy Ghost series. We've talked about honor. We've talked about testimony. We've talked about giving. It's been a very eventful year for us in the Gap Church. And so on this beautiful day, we are going to talk about... Okay, I'm going to start again. We've talked about the Holy Ghost. We've talked about honor. We've talked about testimony. You know, we've talked about, it's been an eventful year. And so this morning, we're starting a new series called? Thank you for not making me do that a third time. Because I forgot in my script. All right. Living water, the living water, the living water. And as we heard even from our prayers this morning, we're putting the word to practice. We're putting the word to practice. It's not just to hear it, but actually put the word to test. To actually put the word to test. The Bible says the word, the word of God is life. It is alive. So when the Bible says that you are this, put it to test. And the Bible says there's power in your tongue, put it to test. So when the Bible says out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water, put it to test. Put it to test. And so this morning, I'm going to be teaching on the living water. Um, I officially got my teaching certificate so I can teach. <laughs> Nobody gave me certificate. I gave myself the certificate. So we celebrate or not, I have collected it. Um, thank you. Thank Mercy. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, and so this morning I'm going to be teaching us about the living water. And as we go into the series, we'll have more understanding of the living water. Amen. And so if you're taking notes, please, I want you to write down these questions because this is what I'm going to be using to teach us this morning. All right. So please, let's bring out our notes, our pen, and let's, you know, learn. I said this, that. One of the teachers that I remember, I'm proud to say I don't like all my, I didn't like all my teachers, but the ones I did like, they made sure that when I was leaving the class, I actually understand. And so I didn't just come to school just because. And so I would do my best to help us understand. And if we don't understand, just like this, teacher I, and I'll start again. 
for that one person. Because the Bible says that one, he will leave the 99 and we pursue that one. So I will leave the remaining I'm anywhere and make sure that one is good. Amen. Number one, why are symbols used in the Bible? Why are symbols used in the Bible? Some of us are not writing. Thank you. Say that I can collect my salary. <laughs> Number two, what does water represent? And number three, why is God called the living water? Why is God called the living water? And so this is how I'm going to teach us today. And we'll do one, two, three. If you don't understand two, bring me back if I'm in three. If you don't understand one, bring me back even if I'm in three. And I can give you private tutoring for a small fee. Amen. Why are symbols, number one, why are symbols used in the Bible? And I, be, I believe that Jesus used symbols or parables in, um, to not only give us a timeless description, but to also help us with understanding. Understanding the character quality of something will help you understand more about what is being compared to it. Where I would explain. So basically, it is called a simile. Anybody ever heard the word simile before? English literature. But if you've not heard it before, it's okay. I got you. I'm a good teacher. A simile, it helps to describe one thing by comparing it to another thing that is perhaps seemingly unrelated. A simile, it's a word used to help describe one thing by comparing it to another thing that is perhaps seemingly unrelated. For example, when you say someone is as gentle as a dove or someone talks like a parrot, like I do. We're not saying the person is a parrot, but because we understand the character quality of a parrot, when we see the person, we kind of know and understand the character quality that the person bears. And so throughout scripture, the Lord has a habit of revealing his character qualities with a name and a personal encounter with that part of his personality. The Lord has a habit of revealing his character qualities with a name and a personal encounter with that part of his personality. The Bible used symbols a lot because of we as human beings, we have imaginative nature. We are, we are imaginative in nature. So meaning that we like to imagine things. For example, now if I start telling you a story, one beautiful morning, I woke up from bed tired, have had a very long day, but uh, the day before, and my sleep, I was being pursued, and then I was pursuing, and it was the whole thing, and then I woke up, and I was pretty tired, and so I got out from bed, um, I went into the bathroom, you know, brushed my teeth, and, you know, took a shower real quick, and I was looking through my closet, trying to find out which outfit I'm going to wear for the day, I looked at, should I wear a jean, maybe not, you know, I opened my closet, I Please, I'm sure you guys have imagined my room right now. Like, you've pictured the bed, me coming down from the bed. You've pictured the kind of closet maybe I have, or maybe I don't actually have a closet. I'm just opening a box. You've pictured it all. Yes or yes? But you've never been to my room. And so what the Bible uses symbols a lot is because we're able to picture these symbols, but we've never really seen God. And so when we think about some of the character qualities of God, we're able to put this picture in our minds. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of God is like 
said it's like a farmer, it's like a this, it's like a farmland, it's like a that. And so when you're thinking about that character quality, the first picture that comes into your mind will be that thing. When someone says this person is as fierce as a lion, or is as crazy as fire. We don't actually think the person is fire. But we think about what are the character qualities of fire can consume. So the, that means the person might probably consume you one day. You know, fierce as a lion, what are the character qualities of lions? And so when you think about that, you think about, oh, so this person is very bold. So that was why symbols were used a lot in the Bible. Because it's easier for us to have a picture of what is being explained. When we read books, we picture those things as we read the book. So that way we're able to understand. That's why sometimes you might read a page. Sometimes we're reading a page in the Bible and you're done and you're just like, huh? And then you start from chapter verse 1 again. Because your mind wasn't there. We're just, you're just reading it. And then when you start to picture it, then you have more understanding. And so when they say God, God, um, God is like water, you think about what are the character qualities of water. Water has a calming nature. Water can also be destructive. Water can restore. Water can be peaceful. And so when you think about some of the character qualities of God, you're able to picture water and picture the qualities of water. And then you're able to understand more about God. And so number two, what does water represent? Do we understand number one? Should I start again? I'm a good teacher. I'm just letting you know I can start again. Number two, what does water represent? Today we talk about the symbol water. And water is mentioned a total of 722 times in the Bible. More often than faith, hope, prayer, and worship. The human body is more than half water. So that means, please people of God, I'm going to say a prayer. Just say amen for me. That means for an adult who weighs around 170 pounds. Please, I want you to receive that for me. Thank you very much. An adult who weighs around 170 pounds. <laughs> 100 pounds is just water weight. And 70 pounds is everything else. So that means that you are made of more of water than of everything that you're trying to lift in the gym. <laughs> so maybe stop drinking water. You might just lose weight. Don't try to... Because you can survive long without food, but you cannot survive without water. So what does water represent? Write these things down as I say it, as you just pick it as I say it. What does water represent? Whenever you see water in the Bible, think about these following things. Who is talking? Who are they talking to? What is happening in that conversation? And when is it happening? And I will give you an example. When you think about what does water represent, I, we start, I start with the story of Jesus and the woman by the well in John. Who knows the story? Who knows the story? We don't know. I, I stood at Miguchi. I can't tell you the story from the beginning to the end, even though we will not live here. Okay, we know the story. And so Jesus is by the well. Who is talking here? Jesus. Yes or yes? Who is he talking to? The woman by the well. 
What are they basically talking about? This woman is someone who is looking for something because she's tried to, she's tried with husband one, husband two, husband three, husband four. So she probably is looking for something and she wasn't, she's not been able to find it because they even said husband five, two is not qualified. This is a woman who has been beaten down, who has lost her self-esteem so much so that she could not come get water when everybody else would come get water. So she, she will come a time where there's nobody, maybe in the afternoon when everybody has done their morning chores and gotten water, so she does, no one sees her. So this is a woman who's, who's basically dead. And then she came across Jesus, and Jesus is talking about water. And he's telling, you, he's telling her, I'll give you a water that you will not thirst anymore. So at that moment, what does that water represent? Life. I asked, who is talking? Jesus. Who is he talking to? The woman by the well. What are they talking about? All the life history of this woman. When are they talking? When in the life of this woman? A time where she needed life the most. Moses. Moses had just finished a... 10 plague battle with Pharaoh and they'd basically won and they were going victoriously and then they got to the Red Sea and Moses looked up to God and he's like but you brought us through all of this thing and then you brought me here in front of this body of water who is talking Moses who is he talking to God what is happening you're trying to run away now, that moment, what does that water represent? A barrier. Human beings have been terrible. God created man. He was so proud. The Bible says he looked down and he said, everything I've done is good. And then all of a sudden, he's like, no, this is not good. Man is beginning to, the, the Bible says the son, of, the son of the angels, everybody's just doing anyhow. And God is like, you know what? He calls Noah and said, I think it's time for me to. I am not happy with what I have created. They're not doing what I created them to do. And who is talking God? Who is he talking to? Noah. What are they talking about? How God wants to destroy the earth. And what is his tool of destruction? What is his tool of destruction? Water. And so when you're studying the Bible and you come across water, ask yourself all these four, maybe even five questions and have an understanding of what that water represents at that point in time. Do we understand number two? Do we understand number two? So why is God called the living water? Why is God called the living water? And now we go to our anchor scripture. There is Bible. We're reading Bible today. And we're reading the last book, the last chapter. I said this. I said some of us have afraid of reading Revelation because we thought when we read it, the world will come to an end. They like, I've read it so many times. We're still here. So we're good. Revelations 22 from verse 1 to 5. Revelations 22 from verse 1 to 5. And so I'm going to, we're going to, <laughs> as a good teacher that I am, we're going to do, I will speak, you will respond. So I will do one, you do two, I do three, you do four, and I do five. You ready? Are we there? Me there. Where are your Bibles? 
thank you. You see, yeah, the fact, A plus plus. I'll give you a sticker at the end of the day. We have our Bibles in our phones. All right, perfect. Revelation 22, I'm going to read verse 1. Then the angel showed me a river with the, with the water as clear, the water of life clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb too. Okay, NKJV, sorry. Sorry, because I'm beginning to hear some message and passion at the same time. NKJV verse 2. Amen. Verse 3. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. Verse 4. And the last one, and there will be no night there, no need for lambs or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Who is talking? Let's see. <laughs> This is quick quiz. Who is talking? Eh? Ah, some of us are here for first service. You still did not know. You are still saying God. We'll do quiz next week. Who is he talking to? And what are they talking about? All right, I will help you. The angel is showing John a vision and is talking about the new garden of Eden, the new urban and the new earth, where everything is all hunky-dory and beautiful. And he said that the river that came from the throne of God was flowing. And the same tree of life in Genesis that, um, that God had told man not to eat from, the same tree of life now that is producing beautiful crops each month and God is saying that you can eat and you can enjoy. He said that he's bringing healing to nations. He's saying this leaves is for healing, it's for peace. He's saying there's no night, there's no trouble. All beautiful because of a river that is flowing from the throne of God. So why is God called the living water? Number one, because he is the ultimate life source. It's the ultimate life source. For some of us who um, are not medical people, not the medical people, the non, the normal people, um, when someone passes out, what's the first thing you think about? Non-medical people. I asked. I did not ask doctors. I said normal people that don't don't know that that don't watch Grey's Anatomy. Thank you for the normal. Thank you. <laughs> are too educated. Water. When someone passes out, the first thing you think about, you want to pour water on your face, water on first. First. And then later you realize that maybe you could have done something else. But water does wake them up. I have poured water on someone that passed out and she woke up. Please. Thank you. And <laughs> you will stand up. You know we're in class. Because he's the ultimate life source. And I use that example because water, has, um, water gives life. Water give, gives life. For example, at the beginning, when I mentioned how our body is made up of more than half of water. So if you take away all the water in the body, you're gone. 
you're dead. Okay. Is it possible for you to just write it down and then give it to Ocean and then you bring it to me? Thank you. See, some students that listen. All right. Because it's the ultimate life. So it's Genesis 2 from verse 4 to 6. After God had allowed the ground, um, after God had done everything and built, had um, started day one to day seven, the Bible says, and then he created man, but he needed to give man um, the garden to tend. But it had not caused rain to fall, and so the ground was dry. And the Bible said, and the Lord caused there to be a mist. And then the water came upon the earth, and then crops started to grow. And then that was when God put man into it. Bible says when God had formed man and put everything together, until we breathed life inside of man, man was still dead. It's the ultimate life source. It's the beginning of the river. Bible says that the river flowed from the throne of God. And then it started to go. There's a source. And the source of the living water is God himself. It's the ultimate life source. In Ezekiel, the Bible talked about, the Bible told, God told um, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And what did Ezekiel say? He said, at your word, whatever you tell me, at your word. You know, and Ezekiel put, and then these bones started to come together. But they still did not have life. Until God told Ezekiel, breathe life into it. Water is a source of life. And that's why the Bible says, living water. Not dead water. Because it's possible for water to be dead. But living water. Ezekiel 47 started talking about the water that came from the temple. And said as it started to flow from the temple, it said it went into another sea of water that was dead. And the Bible said the water, at that moment, because it was coming from the original source, that water received life. And everything that was dead in that water also received life. Do we understand? Okay, we don't. Do we understand? All right, number two, real quick, because of our time. Living water flows. Living water flows. Right now, we're trying to understand why is God called the living water. Living water flows. The Bible says, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water it didn't say to sit inside your belly that's why it's called rivers and not a pool because a pool just stays but a river flow and the much access you give to god is the amount of access you will have in your life and so if you ever see a, a flowing river and try to stop it put stuff in the path it would stop flowing it's the same thing with god the moment you close up yourself to him, he's going to stop flowing. When we came here this morning, we started to worship and we started to call forth the presence of God upon this place. The moment somebody here gets disconnected or somebody here said, you know what, I don't care what they're doing. He's just going to flow away from the person. The Bible says, and the, the, the spirit of the Lord over, there was a movement. The moment the water stops flowing, it dies. And so that is one character, one character quality of God is that he flows. Amen. 
That's, that is why God is called the living water. Because he moves. And number three, the living water has a restoring ability. The living water has a restoring ability. I said it before, Ezekiel 47, I talked about the water that was flowing from the east of the temple. He said, Every, as the water kept flowing, everything in the path that was dead received life. The woman by the well, she was alive, but she was dead. And she needed to meet with the source of life himself for her to be restored. Living water has a restoring ability. The moment a water cannot sustain life inside of it, it is useless. Have you ever come into, go into an ocean or a pool of water and you're trying to fish? And then you, are, you bring fish one, it's dead. Fish two, is dead. You're trying to, and just like, it, the, entire, the usefulness of the water is gone. Because the water has to have the ability to sustain life inside of it. And that is how God is. Whoever has an encounter with God receives life instantly. The same woman that was embarrassed, that had low self-esteem, the same woman that did not want people to see her when she, she um, goes out, the same woman that had tried husband one to five, was the same woman that went into the midst of the people that she was trying to avoid to tell them about something that she had just encountered. There was an instant switch from death to life. An instant switch. And because these people knew her a couple of seconds ago as the same woman who could not even stand amongst them, they had to come and see what is this woman talking about? How did this woman have this level of confidence? What did this woman, who did this woman meet with? The living water has a restoring ability. Is able to restore anything that is dead back to life. When you're a carrier of the living water, you cannot have environmental things around you that is dead, except the living water is not flowing. Except you are not letting it flow out of you. I said, I said, the moment the water starts to sit, and it doesn't have an ability to flow. Everything that sits inside of it dies. And so the moment you start to let the living water that is inside of you, which is God that is inside of you, flow out of you, you get filled. After Jesus had met with this woman and then talking to people, the Bible says the disciples had gone to find him food. And when they had come back and they were like, you were the one that was hungry, are you not going to eat? He said, I am already filled up because I am filled up by giving out of me. I get full by releasing. I get filled up. I don't have to eat anymore. That is why God is called the living water. Because he's our ultimate source of life. Because he's able to restore. In Revelation 22, he talks about the tree of life. And he said that every, each month, there was a new, new crop. And remember, I taught you about symbols. It said 12, 12 months, which is basically a year. And within 12 months, we have different seasons, right? Right? 
And so in the winter, there will still a fresh crop. In the summer, there will still a fresh crop. In fall, there will still a fresh crop. Harvest, there will still a fresh crop. Planting, there will still a fresh crop. And so the moment you are standing in access to the living water, you would bring forth fruit in every season. That even when people around you are saying there's a casting down, because you have access to the rivers of living water, you are saying that there's a lifting up. You are just a channel for the living water. You are not the source. And that's why it's important that it flows. In Ezekiel, the Bible did not say the sea came to meet the water by the, by the temple. Because the temple was the source of the water. It said it flowed and went to meet where things were dead. And then everything started coming back to life. You are just a channel for the flow of the living water. But the, my favorite part of God being the living water is in Job. Job 14 from verse 7 to 9. That is my favorite part of God being, the, being called the living water. He says, for there is hope for a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof would not cease. Though the roots thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it would bud and bring forth bows like a plant. He says there is hope for a tree that is caught. That at the scent of water, picture it in your mind. This is a tree that I've lost, that's been, has lost access to the root. It's been cut off. But the Bible says that when that same cut off branch gets to the living water, it's able to bring forth fruit again. That is why God is called the living water. Because no matter how far away you think you've gone, no matter how cut off you feel like you are, no matter how distant you feel like you are from the things of God, no matter how, how much you've gone deep and you feel like God does not care or will not hear me, no matter how much you feel like, oh God, I don't think I am doing the right thing, but I'm already too far gone. God is saying that at the scent of me, the living water, you are able to bring forth fruit again. No matter how much you say I've been bearing dead fruit, I don't live in joy. I don't live in peace. Remember the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He said the fruit of joy, peace, righteousness, faithfulness, patience. When you don't see all of these things, when you don't sense all of these things, it means that you've been disconnected. But he said that even though you feel like you are disconnected, I am able, I am able, I have that ability. I have that ability to make you bear fruit again. And so I just want us to bow down our heads and begin. I just want us to reflect on this. Think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Joy, love, peace, righteousness, faithfulness, patience, self-control, self-control. But you do, you're, you're realizing, but I am not walking in any of this. Or maybe I'm walking in some, but then I'm lacking the other. If 
you are saying that to yourself right now, you are thinking, but I think I believe I have been distant. I believe I have been cut off. I believe I don't have access anymore. The Bible is saying that the scent of water, you're able to bring forth fruit again. You're able to bring forth fruit again. And so if you are one of them and you're thinking and you're saying, I don't, I don't have joy. I do not live in peace anymore. And you're saying, but Father, I want to bear this fruit again. I want to get reconnected to you again. Please take a bold step and come forward. The Bible talked about the prodigal son. The prodigal sons had to come to a realization that I do not have to be here. He said, I do not have to be here. But the father did not come meet him in his field. The father did not come meet him there. Instead, he took the first step. And the Bible says the father saw him from afar and ran towards him. You need to take that first step and let God come and meet you. Let the living water come and meet you. I say if you block the access to the water, it's not going to force its way through. You say, Father, I want to bear fruit again. Please take a step forward. We have a few more seconds. Father, I want to bear fruit again. I do not live in peace anymore. I don't live in joy anymore. I am not in right standing with you. I cannot even control myself. One of the fruits is self-control. Why do I find myself doing this thing over and over and over and over again? few more seconds few more seconds few more seconds you need to take the first step zebra kadoje zianananabadoje kedoza brada be a fruit. I said at the scent of water you are able to bring forth fruit again. At the scent of water at the scent of water and if you are out here I want you to begin to speak to God. The prodigal son himself he spoke and said Father take me as your son. You've, you've, you've proposed in your heart because I know before you take a step you've already proposed in your mind and so you've already accepted and say father I know that I have been disconnected but I'm able to get reconnected again speak to God speak to God in a few more seconds speak to God Lord reconnect me again Lord I, I come back to the living water and I give you full access I come back to the living water and I give you full access in the name of Jesus say after me out here and if you're also online say after me to Lord Jesus come into my heart help me to know you better as I accept you today 
take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. Sweet Holy Ghost, I thank you for your daughters and your sons that are out here, oh God. Lord, I thank you because you said at the center of water, it, they are able to bring forth fruits again. And so in this moment, we reconnect them to the living water. Lord, and we say that they, they are restored. Everything that is dead receives life right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, that they begin to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. They have joy. They have peace, oh God. They have righteousness. They have patience. They are able to control themselves, oh God. In the name of Jesus. That the water will flow out of them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Ghost. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. It's that beautiful girl in the beautiful dress. She'll give you a card. Let's fill it out and let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them real quick. Let's celebrate them. Even I said, please let's rise on our feet. Real quick, let's rise on our feet. We have a few more minutes and I just want us to pray. I just want us to pray. And our prayer goes thus, Father, I reconnect myself with the living water. Father, everything that is dead around me and inside of me, because I carry the living water, Father, let them receive life. That is your prayer right now. You cannot carry the living water. You can't say it flows out of you and your career is dead. You can't say it flows out, or out of you and in your family or you have a disconnected family. Things are not happening right, but you're carrying the living water. It's not supposed to be like that. The Bible says everything that came in contact with the rivers of living water started to come back to life. Father, because I carry the living water, everything that is dead in my life, receive life in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything dead in this room right now, everyone that is out that has some level of sickness in their body, every family that's been disconnected, that is, that is having issues. Father, we ask for a reconnection, oh God. Fathers to sons, oh God. Mothers to daughters, oh God. Parents are reconnected in the name of Jesus. Lord, we begin to ask that the living water flow through our family flows in our homes flow through our jobs flow God Father in our careers flow in our education flow in our health flow in our spiritual life in the name of Jesus that Father even as we thirst for you we will find access to you oh God in the name of Jesus Father we thank you take all the glory and all the honor for in Jesus' mighty name we're praying. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.